You want to be successful, but what does that really mean? Welcome to Successful You, a podcast about living your best self, how to get where you want to go, and what might be getting between you and your vision for living your best self. I'm Sharon Kelly, and this is a podcast all about Successful You. Today we're going to look at success through the lens of working and studying in the midst of a pandemic. 2020 is definitely not a year of business as usual. Post-secondary study may be old hat for you, or perhaps you are starting post-secondary studies for the first time. Regardless, students and teachers alike are encountering virtual learning and the public health guidelines for safety and health for the first time. What will success look like in this new reality that seems to be with us for the foreseeable future? In my opinion, the measures of success are likely still somewhat the same. However, the ease at which we're able to satisfy all the aspects of a well-lived successful life have in all likelihood been impacted. So, how do you define success? I believe that for the most part, people likely consider the same basic elements when assessing both success and satisfaction in life. I propose that the basic aspects of life that most people consider seem to fall into about seven to nine categories, depending on how you dice them. Career or school or both, money, how you make it and spend it and invest it, connection with family, friends, and possibly a significant other, recreation and fun, health, personal development or spiritual growth, and the physical environment where we work, live, and study. For each of these aspects of life, everyone has different measures of what it means to be successful and satisfied. As an example, everyone's productive measure of success in, say, a particular class or even a career is different. For some, A B is wonderful, it's a success. For others, it's not quite cutting it for them. Or a career, different people have different aspirations for what a successful and satisfying career looks like, sounds like, feels like. The same goes for how much money is enough and what a satisfactory living arrangement or physical environment is like. What do you want to learn and develop in your personal life? Everyone's ideas are likely different, but for you and your successful life, what's your vision regarding what you want your life to look like if you are living your best self now and also in a year or five years down the road? One possible way of defining this success for yourself is to create a vision of what you want for yourself now and in the future in each of those aspects of life. Part of this vision of what success looks like takes into account what we think is important and what we value most in life. If I showed you a stack of, say, 150 values, such as compassion, creativity, honesty, excitement, fame, authority, ecology, self-acceptance, my bet is that each one of us would put different things in the important, very important, or not at all important piles. What we come up with as our top five values of what is absolutely most important to us is likely different. Knowing what you value and then living your life in alignment with your own values is one of the ways we can set ourselves up to living a successful life as our best self as we define success.
How might you be prone to either get in your own way or mess things up? I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only one that can mess things up for myself. Getting acquainted with how we tend to self-sabotage, trash talk ourselves, or have tendencies towards vices and addictions that get in the way of what we really want in our vision of success is also something to consider. Mindsets, habits, fears, and how we have learned to speak to ourselves can either help or hinder us in our quest for success. Learning to be mindful and aware of these factors is the first step to addressing them, and I'll do future episodes on mindfulness and also things like habits, fears, and self-sabotage. Learning how our brains are wired and putting into place habits that look after our basic operating system is important. When I talk about this basic operating system, I'm talking about our mindset and developing positive intelligence, which means learning to hear our inner gremlins or saboteurs and dialing them down or taming them and learning to dial up our strengths. Looking after our health, physical fitness, adequate sleep and nutrition also feeds our emotional well-being. Do you have some habits and routines in place to look after your basic operating system? And you have some surefire ways that you consistently mess up your own vision of success. It's easy to go to that place of thinking how we mess things up. And so before we go into any of that, let's first envision life, that pie of life in all its aspects, and envision what would be ideal. We human beings are basically wired to be in community with other people. This is likely a key reason why there's up to three to four aspects of life that are intertwined with the relationships we have with other people. Building good relationships at school, work, and in our personal lives with friends, family, and significant others, along with some but not all aspects of fun and recreation, involve other people. If these relationships were all ideal, what would they be like? How would they look and sound? When we're dealing with relationships, we need to pay attention to aspects of our own personal growth and development, such as how we listen, what healthy boundaries look and sound like, and how we deal effectively with inevitable conflicts, including how to ask for what we need without blame or criticism. We human beings are interdependent people and are wired to be in community, so learning how to create and maintain good relationships with others feeds into most people's definitions of and measures of success. So, for starters, what kind of relationships do you envision for yourself as you envision your ideal future? So, when you think of all the pieces of life, from career and money, to physical health, emotional and spiritual health, physical environment, personal development, and relationships, what does your pie of life look like now? What is your current level of satisfaction with all those pieces? If you are at 10 out of 10 in satisfaction for all those pieces of life, then what would your life be like? How would it feel? This act of thinking about the future is called prospection. Leaders on prospection include Martin Seligman, Roy Baumeister, Gabrielle Ottingen, to name a few. These thought leaders talk about prospection as something we accomplish in two stages. 
The first important stage involves envisioning new possibilities, and then the second stage is turning those possibilities into realities. Research has shown that being able to consider new possibilities for one's future leads to greater growth, well-being, and goal attainment. Prospection can even help you bounce back from hardship and loss. And we have collectively gone through a period of difficulty with loss of jobs, freedoms, and even hugs from a wider range of people outside our personal bubbles. Amidst these changes and losses that have come about from the pandemic, imagining new possibilities is like inviting in a breath of fresh air. So, if you were going to embark on prospection, the first step is to identify your core values. You can start this process by identifying some areas of your life where you find the most fulfillment. These areas can pinpoint directions for future growth. Also, core values act kind of like a north star, shining light on important decisions and guiding prioritization of your limited time and energy. Once you know your core values, what is most important to you, then you can take stock and identify how you're already honoring your values in your work, school, and aspects of your life. Think about all the aspects of your life where you're already living out your values. Then you can wonder about areas of your life where you could be living out your values more. With a refreshed look at your values, you can then consider what your best possible self might look like in the future. And then try this exercise. Write about your future as if you've already attained your goals, all of your goals. You can not only remind yourself of what matters to you, but you can also gain powerful insights into how you can bring your future to fruition. When you write out your future as if it were coming alive right now, this is a helpful exercise that also builds optimism as it helps to prime your mind for seeing opportunities and not just roadblocks. Have you heard of vision boards? Some people will take their future vision of their life in all aspects of that pie of life and create a vision board. It can be a collage or even a single image or object. Here's another term, whoop it. Whoop stands for wish, opportunity, obstacle, and then plan. When you have a vision, in order to put legs on that vision, start to think about not just the wish and the opportunity, but the meaning and impact of realizing your vision. Only then do you focus on the possible obstacles and then create a plan for bringing that vision to life. Here are some great questions to ask yourself. What is my wish? What is the opportunity in this? How will my life be different when I realize my vision? What values of mine will I be honoring? What could stop me? What actions will I take? When will I start? What will I do first? How committed am I on a scale of 1 to 10? What could move me to a 10 if I find myself not quite there yet? Obstacles are a given, and they can be internal or external. When executing your plan, stay flexible. In order to develop cognitive agility, you could play with the ideas of if and then. Imagine your week in front of you. Run through all the tasks and objectives you'd like to accomplish to move to your goal. Visualize two reels in two different boxes. One reel is titled if and the other is then. Think of an obstacle that could get in the way of one of your plans. Next, decide how you'll address that obstacle. 
Very often in my coaching, once we know the vision, we do lots of exploration of the possible obstacles to understand what is getting in the way of realizing the vision. And this is where personal growth and development comes in. People can grow and develop on their own. And you can sometimes get further and go faster when you have a thinking partner. Coaching is about partnering with people in service of their goals to bring their vision of their best self in their life to fruition. As a coach, I partner with people in a thought-provoking and creative process to inquire into their wishes and opportunities they see for themselves and help them address setbacks, obstacles, and stress, or anything else that might be getting in the way of them achieving success as they define it. Today we explored the topic of success and what it means. Everyone defines it differently, and we each have different measures. I invite you to try out this prospection process and envision success for you. Future episodes will explore some of the obstacles that might get in the way, such as stress or self-sabotage, and we'll look at helpful tools such as exploring ideas like mindset, health set, and habits for happiness, and tools like mindfulness. I'm Sharon Kelly, and I'm the host of Successful You. Thanks for joining me in this first episode. You can find episode notes at our website for Successful You. Please remember to subscribe, like, and share this episode if you gained insight and would like to hear more. Music